you were looking for career advice from a career coach and he had led teams that have placed over 6,000 pros in 21 industries, worked at the largest Fortune 500 recruitment firm in the world, was responsible for over $50 million of placements of executives, and was one of the top recruiters recognized nationally while serving in the United States Army, you'd probably say he's qualified. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. Career competition is fierce. If you're a director, a VP, or an executive, this podcast is for you. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. And this is your host, Tim Madden. All right, we are live. We are back. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been well while I've been out. So I've been gone for the past two weeks, and I do apologize. So for those of you that don't know, I still serve part-time in the Florida Army National Guard as a field artillery officer. My wife loves me serving and loves when I'm gone for a couple weeks. Um, but no, in all seriousness, guys, we are going to get caught up with a couple more podcast episodes um, for you in the coming weeks. Super excited that you're back here with us today. Hey, and... If you're new, hey, welcome to the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. I'm Tim Madden. This is the um, place that you need to go if you are struggling in corporate America. Christina, before I go any further, will you want to introduce your, yourselves and tell people what we talk about on this podcast? Yeah. Well, if you haven't met me or you haven't been on one of our podcasts, I'm Christina Madden. Tim is my husband and I am very happy and proud that he serves in the United States Army. Um, 20 years almost, old man. But yeah, so what we work on here, you know, in the podcast are tactics and strategies to help you learn, uh, land your next six figure job, right? Half of what we talked about, uh, what we talk about is tactics and strategies and the other half is mindset guys um what kind of energy are we bringing to this job search uh, what do we really want out of out of life and our job and how does how do those things intertwine um as much as we tend to start out focusing on tactics and strategies the conversation always goes back to mindset it always goes back to life lifestyle what are we building here what kind of legacy are we leaving so the conversation gets really big um and so we're happy to have you here and today we're going to be talking about um the top mistakes nearly everyone makes in their interviews. So that should get really interesting. Um, I guess I'm interviewing right now. Here I am. <laughs> hey, we, we go live each week inside the, our Facebook group, the Executive Career Network. If you're not a member, definitely join. We are up to now approaching 7,700 people from not only across the country, but across the globe. And it's a great place for you to network and collaborate, share best practices, and maybe someone in there can help you in your career search. Hey, we are also streaming to LinkedIn. Hey, if you're on LinkedIn and you're tuning in, let us know in the comments. We're also streaming to YouTube. After it's done, we put it up for everywhere over the internet. If you can upload it there, uh, we're probably there. Hey, do me a favor too. If you, as always, get any, if you're listening on iTunes, if you get any value from today's podcast, which I know there's going to be go have a few light bulbs go off. Leave us a review over on Apple. We'd really appreciate it. If you guys don't know, we are, what is it? We are top 100 podcasts for Mexico. We are approaching the top 100 in America. And I think we're number 50 in Europe. So, hey, people in Europe love us. America, show us some love. All right. So, hey, before we get into the podcast for today, huge shout out to people inside the Executive Career Upgrades Program. We had 12 offers this week, Christina. 
And this year so far, we've had two offers above seven figures. So congratulations to those people. Um, we wish you the best of luck. And hey, if you think you need help in your career, you can go over to execupgrades.com backslash podcasts, see countless testimonials of people that we have worked with to help accelerate their career. And also, if you like what you see, you can schedule a free consult so we can talk about, you know, what's been holding you back and why aren't you in your dream job right now? But let's get started. Hey, episode 36, we wanted to compile the biggest mistakes that people have made during interviews to ensure if you're watching this podcast today that you don't have those same problems. Before we even get started, Christina, how disastrous would it be if you're literally at insert your dream job here, whatever it may be, whatever role, whatever company, and you do something that maybe you can't recover from and you are looked over because of that mistake? I think that's something that most people, you know, like our clients, they almost can't even forgive themselves for that. Like it's just completely detrimental to watch a conversation unravel because you aren't prepared. You haven't planned. You haven't worked on your mindset. You don't have a strategy. Um, you're not coming from a place of, of consultant mode, as you hear us say over and over again, where you're prepared to, uh, you know, ask the right questions, dig deep into these pain points, have some control in the conversation so you can create solutions. Interviews aren't always about just sitting back and answering their questions. You need to be asking questions and they need to be answering questions so you can get to the true pain point. So when something unravels, especially at your dream job, you know, you've, 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 you've done the connecting, you're, you got to that table or maybe it's on Zoom now, you know, I guess a lot of these are on Zoom all the time, but let's just say you're at that long table, you're, you're well-dressed, you're, you're, you're ready to go in there and knock it out of the park, um, but then you realize, Wow, I didn't. I didn't work on my confidence, and I don't have a strategy here. It's such it's detrimental. You, you'll have a hard time recovering. I, I see it every day. Our clients have a hard time recovering from it, even when they do have a plan and it goes wrong. So, yeah, really think about that um, going into your next interview. Like, what curveballs am I ready for? Am I ready for curveballs at all in the conversation? Have you done an interview at this level before? Um, yeah. It can be detrimental. Yeah. So, you know, when we're talking about it too, is, you know, when this happens where things don't work as planned, here's what happens. When we talk about mindset, we literally become like engulfed playing over and over in our head, like what we did wrong. And it almost gets to the point to where you, you can't even do anything. It's almost like that time you were a teenager and you were in love, right? And it doesn't work out. And what happened? You literally go in this, you know, headspace of like, that was the only one, right? That's kind of the way it works with relationships. You know, you become so attached to someone, so, so attached to some outcome and then it doesn't work out and then what happens, right? You're just devastated. So hopefully we've got your attention on the importance of, you know, not making these mistakes. So let's get started. Number one. So most people, right? One of the biggest mistakes is even before the interview, it's not having a plan. So many times, guys, I've prepped thousands of people, so is Christina for interviews. And most of the time I say, okay, what's your strategy going into this? And they're like, I'm not sure. Okay. So let me do the, the military experience, right? Like you, you don't want to train in the event, right? Who wants to go to battle or war? 
without a plan, without being trained, nobody. So if this is so important to you, this position is important, this, this company is important, you know, you have to go in with the plan. A lot of the plan deals with a lot of the pitfalls. So we're, we're going to go into those, right? But if you don't have a plan for how you're going to navigate this entire process, how are you going to be successful? How many times have you been successful without having a plan? You know, every day, Christina has so much stuff to do minute by minute, right? If you didn't plan your day, Christina, how would your day end up? Every day that you don't have a structure to follow, the more and more your day gets away from you, right? And I always say, like, let's say you have a workout planned in the morning. If you don't knock that out and as the day goes by, it's less and less likely you're going to actually get that workout done. Same thing. Um, so planning is very important. I mean, it even says in the Bible, you know, you have an athlete that is just so prepared to go to battle and he's got the muscles and he's been training, but is a thinkless, like there's there, the thinkless athlete is like essentially useless, right? So if you don't have a plan or a strategy in your mind, your skill set becomes useless. Let's just say you're like a badass tech guy. Well, perfect. How are you going to sell that? How are you going to, you know, showcase that? What's your plan? So, you know, in developing your plan, these are some things you need to consider. The first one, how are you going to start this call? If you followed any of our tactics and strategies for interviews, you can go over to Apple Podcasts, guys. Lots of great content there for you on how to prepare for interviews. But if you don't know how to start this call, this interview is going to go very bad for you. If you don't know what you're going to say when they say, tell me about yourself, what you're going to say when someone pops on Zoom or ring, ring, the phone's on and your heart's a little pounding, right? Have you rehearsed? Do you know what you're going to say? If not, you're starting this interview off on not a foot that you want to, you know? Well, and to, 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 go ahead. Sorry. To, to add to that, if you're, if you're somebody on this, um, if you're listening to this and you've gone through several interviews that have gone wrong or you haven't gotten the job offer or they did choose someone else or internal candidate or whatever, you've got these stories you start telling yourself about why it went wrong, right? And you're already setting yourself up for failure going into the new fresh interview thinking, oh my gosh, this is probably going to go wrong. I'm not worth it. Or they're going to choose somebody else. You're bringing all of that to the interview. So anything that you um, did put together strategy wise, it's so easy to go in essentially planning to fail. And that's the worst energy you can bring to, to an interview. And if you're stuck in that cycle, you know, I'd love to help you because I see it every day. And it, again, it's detrimental because yeah. you don't forgive, you don't forgive yourself and you beat yourself up over and over again. And it's just a cycle. It's a cycle. A lot of it too is you, you, the analogy I like to give is, Hey, we did a podcast episode on your job search is a lot like dating, right? What are you going to say? You just met someone. This is your first date. You're at dinner. What are the first words you're going to say? How are you going to impress this person? Know this person knows you as a leader, et cetera. Right. So it's very important. We, the way we structure this is kind of just, you know, breaking some, you know, what's that called icebreaker at the beginning, right? Maybe something funny, telling people why you're qualified and tell them why you're excited to meet with them. This is something that you have to practice. Even if you've been in business for 30 years and you're a COO who's going in front of a board, you have to practice. Even if you're a first, you know, first time director, you have to practice this. Otherwise, the whole interview could potentially go bad. If you don't show up with confidence, conviction, clear, concise communication, 
your value, right? Why you're excited to talk to them. Like, what are you going to say? Most people come to this not knowing what to say or kind of have a good idea. And it kind of unravels a little bit. You guys know, right? Ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching, you've seen that 70% of people who hire people out there make, they say they make a hiring decision on you in almost 60 seconds, 70% of them. Then LinkedIn said 90% of people are ready to make a hiring decision in 15 minutes. These are stats from corporate America. So I will urge you that what you say at the beginning and what you say in the first 15 minutes of this conversation is super important. Again, make sure you have a plan. Let me ask you a question, Tim, because I get this question a lot and I would love to get your take on it. For someone who has been with a company, let's say at least longer than 10 years and something happens, they leave or the company, you know, they get let go, whatever. And they're like, oh my God, I haven't interviewed in like 10, 20 years even. What are just a couple of the ways that interviewing has changed over the last decade or so in terms of how they're conducted and how you have to prepare and what's expected of you? Yeah, I, we're, this is a whole different world. It's I, I, How can you even compare it? I don't even know where to begin to talk about like how much stuff was so different. Back in the day, you put a suit on, right? Even in the early 2000s or 1990, you put a suit on. You had your resume, you went to the company, you turned it in, then literally someone called you the next day. I mean, things were just so different. But planning wise has not changed and sales, which is what you're doing, by the way, selling yourself has not changed in a hundred years. Interviewing in 1900s and interviewing in the year 2100 and beyond is always going to boil down to these key things. What are their problems and challenges and what are they really looking for? How can you as the interviewer pull that out and speak back to them that you are the candidate that fits this? No matter in what era, this is going to be the most important. And this is, again, one of our mistakes that people make. If you go to an interview and you don't know what their problems are and you don't have a good understanding of what they're looking for, which is not just thinking you know what they look for, but like they have specifically told you we need someone to do this, accomplish this, and here's our problems. If you haven't pulled that out during your interview, it did not go well. It did not go well, right? So make sure, think about this too. That's the only reason you're on the interview. What are they looking for? Why is the job open? What problems do they have? Got to be able to know to answer those questions, right? Also, you know how to, how to over you have to know how to overcome objections. People are going to ask you about your spotty work history. They are going to ask you about your long work history. They're going to ask you if you want to relocate, if you want to commute, if you you don't have some degree or whatever. You probably know most of the time what they're going to ask you that could be a pitfall, right? You don't have your PMP, you don't have this certificate, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And what if you're, you know, pivoting industries or it's a completely new role? Like obviously that's going to come up. Yeah. You know. What are you going to say? If you don't know, if you don't have a framework for how to handle these objections, here's what's going to happen. They are not going to call you back. At the end, they're going to be very nice to you. Christine, it was so great meeting with you. Hey, I'm going to talk to the hiring manager. We're going to be in touch in just a couple days. And you never hear from them again. And then what happens? You have all this disdain for this person, right? 
that they lied to you or something when they just didn't want to give you feedback that, hey, you probably didn't do a good job. So when people don't get back to you, right, it's probably because you probably didn't do the best job that you could have. Okay. So don't be mad at other people. Be mad at yourself. They call that getting ghosted now, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Not using past experiences. When you are responding to any type of interview question or any type of problem or challenge or whatever, if you aren't using the past as a good prediction to the future, it's not going to end well for you in an interview as well. So let me expand more on this. So what I tell our clients is I give them two uh, analogies, right? So Christine, I'll do it with you and maybe you got one for me. Let's say you have, uh, let's do something ill, like bad. Like let's say you have some stage of cancer, okay? Let's say you need treatment. So you call two people. You call two hospitals. The first hospital you call, you talk to a nurse and you say, hey, I have stage two this and I need this, you know, I need to come in and get treatment or whatever. And she says, imagine this is your first call. Uh, can you come in Tuesday at 10? We can help you. So that's your first call. Your second call is, hey, Christina, we have helped 600 people over the past 20 years. 97% are in remission. We have an exact treatment for you. We can absolutely help you. We'll be here every step of the way. What doctor are you going to go to, Christina? They've included the, they've been they've concluded the statistics of how many recovered patients they've had of your kind of cancer. How long you know, they've been doing it. And Tim and I talk about this a lot, just making calls to different businesses about our specific needs. And guys, like there is no excuse to not have the response the the response that Tim just gave. Just from a just from an educated leadership standpoint, it should it should get to a point where it's just natural to you that you can reach into your experience and apply it directly to the need of the person. So, right, that goes back to sales. So, now, even if you have this wide range of skill set, all these different things, the person you're talking to, you're going to pull from that, you know, decade of experience and plug in exactly the skill set that you have that applies to their need. I know this kind of sounds obvious, guys, but this tends to go out the window when somebody goes in for an interview because of, of nervousness, anxiety, or a complete misunderstanding of what the need is. Yep. So, you know, being able to do that successfully is extremely important. If you don't do that, you're a football player. Let me give you another analogy. You're a football player who's trying to get drafted in the NFL and no one can see your stats. How well do you think that quarterback's going to do in a draft if they can't see your stats? They can't see your stats. You are not going on no NFL team. Agree? How is that different in corporate America? Corporate America is one big draft, and there's a lot of companies out there, right? And, so make and, sure you know how to communicate yourself. You look good on paper. You have your accomplishments and achievements listed, and you know how to talk about it. Go ahead, Christina. You're going to have all that all that concrete um, experience, but if you're like on the fly feeling nervous, I'm just going to say it, guys. You can fake it till you make it a little bit too. Like one of our mentors, Grant Cardone, he did, an, uh, I guess you could call it an experiment during a sales training where he said, hey, who in the crowd can I give? Can I give a call to your business? Um, stick with me here on this story because it's funny. And it's a, I think it was like an AC 
company or something. Mm -hmm. And he goes, he, he goes and he's just, he calls him. It's on speakerphone. The whole room can hear it. And he's like, Hey, I need to buy like 50 units for such and such. And uh, who can I talk to in sales? And it's this girl. And she's like, Oh, there's nobody in sales available. Or like, um, I'll have to take your number and get back to you when really the response, and this is just another analogy would be like, you know what? We specialize in commercial and, you know, AC systems. They're the best for X, Y, Z reason. You should be able to get really down into this and get people excited about the product. And it's just such a letdown in today's society that people have kind of lost this skill. So if you can master this, you're going to, it's going to be refreshing. It's going to be informative. You're going to be confident and convicted in what you're saying. And this is what's missing in these conversations for these decision makers. So if you can show up with this solid strategy, I'm telling you, you're going to leave there feeling really good. You might even leave there with an offer, not yeah. just, Hey, you know, you're going to, you could leave there with an offer. If you did a killer job, you're going to leave there with an offer with no question. Yeah. The other thing too. So being able to storytell is so important because here's what a lot of people do. Hey, do you have experience in this during an interview? And they say, Oh yeah, I've done that. When, when did you do it? Who was involved? How did you contribute? What were the results after? Right? So get people to feel comfortable. Why is the position open? Think about this. They probably had to let someone go who probably messed up. Do you think they're going to be skeptical on who they bring on? Do you think they don't want to be very comfortable about paying someone X amount of money? Absolutely. Right? Christina, if you were the owner of a shipping company and the last guy you hired went over budget by $5 million and messed up a bunch of logistical things. Are you going to be pretty apprehensive on the next person you hire? Yeah. Probably. So there's, there's fear there. And just real quick, I won't go off too, too much on this mindset part of it, but if you're, if you're asking yourself, gosh, you know, I get what they're saying. I get what Tim and Christina are saying, but why do I keep showing up to these things to, you know, so nervous? Why am I not able to project that kind of confidence? Why do I all of a sudden feel like I can't communicate it on the fly or like on the spot? And there's science behind this. Like you can either take my word for it or you can go pay for a neuroscientist to break this down for you. But if you're in that cycle that we were talking about earlier in the podcast of failing, okay, or you've been telling yourself that you're not worth it since you were a child, or there's shame and there's guilt and there's regret through this career journey or life journey, this stuff is stored in the body, guys. So if you're not, you know, doing the mindset work, Man, I definitely recommend you join our program. I'll, I'll tell you that all day long. You know why? Because I know I specialize in this. But um, if you're not working on it with us, do work on this with a mental health professional or someone who can break this down for you. Because what happens is you show up to the conversation. Again, you might be just, just like a date. Okay, this might be why your dating life is going to shit too. <laughs> right? You're sitting there, you're smiling, and you're happy, and you crave this connection. You want it. But you're projecting this lack of confidence out through this, through the, the energy field and they feel that. And that's why the, the conversation falls flat. So if they're like, okay, do you have experience in X, Y, Z? And you're like, yeah, I do. Then you shrink, right? You, you're, you're not digging into the, to the measurable achievements that then you can begin to highlight or, or these really strong punchlines that we just gave you that would, that would work in an interview. Uh, Ryan Stuman, he calls it the force of average. Okay. It's real. And so you begin to shrink or feel that you don't have that confidence and conviction or that imposter syndrome of like, who am I to, to stand out right now? Who am I to have a voice here? And it's going to shrink you if you don't recognize it, that self-awareness. Okay. That's the next thing I wanted to mention. If your self-awareness goes out the window, you know, at these interviews, these tools in your toolbox go away. You don't have any, your toolbox isn't there anymore. 
to, to dig into, whoa, like why, why is this happening? Or you won't be able to read a room very well or respond very well because you've lost self-awareness. Now, this is not necessarily easy to master, guys, but you do have to take a look at it and do some self-examination and see what's missing and why you're showing up to these conversations, not at the you know standard that you've set for yourself. You know, I could go on and on about that all day, but just be very careful about how you're managing yourself going into this, or you'll find yourself just not speaking up. Every one of the clients that we've worked with to typically struggle with this. So remember, let me just bring it up. If someone asks you a question, the way you need to frame it is, you know, what time frame am I talking about? So, hey, three years ago when I was the director at Microsoft, right? Here's what I found to be successful when doing X. Here's how I did X. Here's who was involved. And then these are some of the results that we have when we implemented this. Okay. Give people a good understanding of what time frame are we talking about? What did I specifically do? Who was involved? And what results were from it? It's going to make them feel a lot more comfortable that you actually know what you're talking about when it comes to whatever area you're talking about. Right. But if you don't clarify a lot of these things, remember, they don't know. They only know what you tell mm -hmm. them. Okay? You have to ask yourself, why am I scared to ask these questions? Like, why am I scared to stand up and stand out? I'm not saying that this stuff doesn't get a little scary or a little uncomfortable, but everything you've ever wanted, I promise you, is right on the other side of that horrendous, awful, gut-wrenching, scared feeling. If you just continue staying in your comfort zone, you're going to end up at a, at a company that you don't want to be at. You're going to end up just falling victim to whatever job comes your way and you're not making more of your life and more, you know, um, of your career. You're not expanding. So expansion takes a certain level of being uncomfortable. I know I might be speaking to some people who really understand that, but it's, it's easy to forget that, how, how radically uncomfortable it has to get for you to have a just massive shift in your life. Yeah, that's one of the things that it's actually better because, you know, hopefully you don't wait till you, you get help when you're at that level. I know what Christina said was pretty drastic. You know what? One of the reasons why I think we've had a lot of success is when we need help, we get it immediately, right? That's probably the biggest thing I've learned from the mentors we've hired, right? Once we kind of know that we're deficient in something, how can we get support, right? So the last reason, okay, mistakes, you know, on these interviews and the most painful and where the most frustration comes from is leaving a call with not clear guidance on what's going on next. So maybe it's, I left with the, I left a call with the recruiter, hiring manager, CEO. And the next step is like, I'll get back to you, Christina. I'm interviewing more people. I have to do this. And then you're waiting on a phone. You're waiting for a phone call. Something Christina's really good at is, hey, how can we set clear expectations and already have that next call scheduled? So, you know, they what he means, not what he means, call schedule. Yeah, go ahead. What he means is Christina is really good at getting what she wants. <laughs> That's what he means. So like when he says I'm really good at that, what I'm, what I do is like, I don't leave any room for confusion as to what the next step is like, just what he said. But I also like to take that to the next level and I'm super bold. So if the person says like, 
oh yeah, well, we'll get back with you or whatever. And I say, okay, well, how's Monday at 2 p.m.? And they're like, okay, well, um, we still like to get back with you. We have a couple other, uh, I'm applying this to yeah, an interview, yeah. but it's like, no. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you want to set the call with me Monday at two? Is there something holding you back? Was there a question I didn't answer or, or, or a you know, uh, need that wasn't met during the call or interview. Like I would, I'll, I'll really start to dig into like, why is that person holding back from wanting to, this is, this is what you get into if you end up having to sort of save the situation. So feel free to like to be bold in getting that follow-up. Um, be, be, because here's why let's think about it. Say you're on an interview, you know, all of their challenges, you know, exactly what they're looking for. And you did well in the process showing them that you can do or exceed expectations based on your previous, you know, experiences, and you can help solve their problems because you've solved similar problems. Guys, let's just think logically for a sec. Would that, should that person not be moved on to the next round? So a lot of it is most people get pushed back to schedule that next call when they don't even know their problems, their challenges, haven't positioned themselves as a confident leader. Are you going to be able to lock down the next steps? Probably not. But let's assume that you did your due diligence, you, you've had a good pitch, you've asked all the questions, you've overcame objections, push for that next call, do whatever you have to. If the, if the recruiter says they need to get a hold of the hiring manager and the hiring manager will get a hold of me next week, set something up with that recruiter, right? Hey, if I don't hear from him by, hey, he'll get with me no later than Wednesday. No later than Wednesday, Tim. Got it. Hey, can we? Can I get something on your calendar? I'm going to send you an invite for end of day Wednesday. And what we're going to do then is if I haven't heard from the hiring manager, at least me and you can reconnect because I know I would love working here. I'm perfect for the role. You agreed with me. It makes sense, right? And guys, if you're really confident in your skill set, who are you to hold back like that? You know, like they need you. So you have to get to a point where you're thinking that way. Like, wow, like I'd be robbing them to let them, you know, hang up this phone or in this uh, interview without having a follow up with me. Like they need me. We have to get our minds to that place. Um, so it supports that boldness and supports the way you um, show up and answer those questions. And they when need, you show they that you. you actually care, yeah, it has to resonate with people, right? When you, when they say, hey, I'll give you a call back in a couple of weeks and you're like, Hey, you're this over budget. No one's been in this role for two months. You have all these challenges. When you can say with like deep conviction, like Christina, I don't want another day to go by where you're having to mess with this stuff. So, hey, help me understand why are we kicking this down the road when you shared with me that you have some severe problems that I feel I've provided a good resolution to. And if some of you are sitting here thinking, wow, that sounds really salesy or really pushy or really uncomfortable or awkward, we have to get to the root of that mindset because what's really there is a, is a lack of confidence and boldness to really go after what you want. Absolutely. Be in a hurry to help people. And the other thing I didn't touch on, you know, in corporate America, people are craving authenticity and transparency and um, now more than ever now more than ever. So dig deep and really bring your truest self to that interview. I can't, I can't stress that enough. I think people are so scared of just being themselves and, and be kind to yourself during the process. Really guys, that's just, that's the name of the game. That's the name of the game. And then guess what? If you don't have success on the interview, 
we do have to become, these are just ending comments here. Let's say it doesn't go well, guys. You have to become very unattached to the outcome during the process of the interview as well to take away that sense of desperation, but give your time to sort of give yourself time to grieve and heal and let it be a learning process. Also understand that not only do you have to be radically comfortable with, you know, how uncomfortable this is going to get, you also have to be radically uncomfortable with the ups and the downs that come along with this. And you're going to get, you can get beat up along the way a little bit. Like you can't give up, like continue being kind to yourself. If you take nothing else away from this conversation, because if you're not kind from yourself, kind to yourself, you 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 can't be creative. You can't create solutions. You 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 can't land high level interviews if you're not being nice to yourself and working on that mindset um, and building from there. So again, I could go about on about that all day. But um, so what we wanted to do today was just come on and say, hey, these are the biggest mistakes that we see during interviews, and hopefully just give you some tips, some strategies on how to you know how do I develop a plan? What do I say? How do I overcome these objections, right? How do I make sure that I don't make these? Because here's what's going to happen. It's going to add months to your search, lots of frustration. And we are here because we don't want that to happen to you. So, hey, as always, thanks for joining in this week. Um, we have, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. As always, if you feel that you need help in your career, right? Maybe you're struggling. You haven't interviewed in 20 years. Maybe you know you were met with something more. You've just been kind of stagnant. Right, go on over to execs, execupgrades.com backslash podcast. Then you can schedule, um, you know, a, a call with us so that we can get a better understanding of where you're at, where you're looking to go, and maybe what's been holding you back. Any other closing comments, Christina? Did you mean to say execupgrades.com backslash podcast? Podcast, yeah. Did I oh, say okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So, Have a great so week, that's everyone. it. Right, Thanks. Bye.